0: Vikings Defense 2020 on Climbing the Pocket Network's Quick Shots. Hey, everybody. It's time to talk the Minnesota Vikings 2020 defense. Join me, Dave, from Good Morning Gallahorn, Flip, the great Flip Mozzie from 15 Minutes with Flip, and Matt Fries, one of the Climbing the Pocket Network's outstanding writers, as we break down what we see coming in just less than two weeks. Score! In part one of this special, we are going to look at the quarterbacks the defense face this season. Do they scare you? Hey, everybody, it's Dave, Matt, whoop, whoop, Matt, and Flip. Getting together from Climbing the Pocket Network to talk Vikings football. We are fifteen days away as we record this. This show will be focusing on our defense. Yes, the pride and joy of Mike Zimmer has experienced a lot of losses in the offseason, and we've got new faces. But will it be as good? What about that murderer's row of quarterbacks that we have to play? How will they do against that defense? Flip?
1: Well, thank you, David. That's a great question. Matt, it's good to see you on the line as well. Uh, You know, you hit all the main points. The defense is going to have a new look this year for the first time in a long time. First time in the Mike Zimmer era, really. I I look at this as Mike Zimmer's second build, and hey, maybe it's more optimistic than other people want to be, but the first build went so well that I'm excited to see what Zimmer does in his second term. Uh, So Matt, my question for you, just to start things off, are you excited or scared to see this revamped defense?
2: um i'm excited for the defense flip uh thanks for leading us off there i think kind of the main theme this off season for the vikings defense has been the turnover that we've had right we've lost uh i want to say five starters on our defense right we lost all three corners that were starting last year we lost linval joseph and we lost everson griffin um, and really that's, that's by far the most turnover we've had right last year, the only new starter on the defense was Shamar Stefan, and he was returning from having played with us previously. So, uh, as you mentioned, it's kind of the second build because uh, the names have been the same this whole time. But I think if you look at what we did on defense, particularly in the cornerback room, we turned over the weakest link of the defense. Right, So we've got a lot of fresh, young blood in our secondary, and hopefully they can play well enough to beat out what we saw last year from Rhodes, Waynes, and Alexander, who we ended up losing. Um, And I I think that should come with a lot of excitement. right? We've got a fresh first-round pick. We've got a first-round pick from a couple years ago. We've got Holton Hill, who's been really impressive in camp, and then we've got Cameron Dantzler, who's kind of been the camp darling So far, so I I think there's a lot to be hopeful for there, even if it doesn't all come together immediately.
1: Yeah, and and we'll get into the details, breaking down position by position. Uh, I get there's a lot of turnover. I just trust the man in charge. And I don't know why people are doubting Mike Zimmer. The truth is, they always have doubted him. and, And it's a different excuse every year. Last year was, it's hard for good defenses to stay good. That was literally the argument against Zimmer. Uh, this year it's, oh, they play very good quarterbacks based on the silly quarterback tier list, which is really just a reputation list that everybody's all jazzed up about. It's a, a list that has Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford in Tier 2, but Kirk Cousins in Tier 3. Um, and, and but But this list says that the Vikings face the toughest quarterbacks per year, Matt, will you just – can we walk through this list um, going going bottom to top?
2: Uh, yeah, so I guess uh, the way – do you want to go through the, the list itself from the Athletic or do you want to go through the uh, just the quarterbacks we play?
1: Well, let's just go from bottom to top, the list on the Athletic. Tell me which of these quarterbacks, again – are you excited to play them or are you scared to play them?
2: So, um, the the first quarterback on your list, tied for first, one of the only people who who got fifty tier one votes is Russell Wilson. And let, let, let's go bottom to top. Bottom to top. Okay. Oh, sorry. Bottom to top. Yeah. Um. All right. So starting from the bottom, um, we've got the Bears, which is either going to be Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles. Um if it were me being the bears head coach, I would choose Nick Foles. Um, I guess the last time the Vikings have seen Nick Foles was a very memorable game for us for, for bad reasons, right? The NFC championship game in 2017, where he kind of lit the world on fire. Um, I don't think that's an accurate representation of who Foles is as a quarterback in general. Um, I think he is a, a bottom of the league starter. So I think the Vikings with a. I I think the Vikings defense should be excited about playing the Bears. I I don't think they will have a very good offense this year. I'm not super concerned. With that being said, we play the Bears twice a year. And the question with the Bears recently has not necessarily been how well the Bears offense is going to play. But it's how well the Vikings' offense is going to play. So even if we play well on defense against the Bears and they don't have a great quarterback situation, the game's concerned me a little bit. But, right. But
1: but this whole idea that we play very good quarterbacks, you're not you're not concerned about Nick Foles. Going I'm not I'm
2: him. not concerned about Nick Foles, and I'm especially not concerned about Mitch Trubisky.
1: Okay. Um, are you are you? What about Gardner Minshew, Teddy Bridgewater? Tell me, any of these guys rub you the wrong way? So.
2: I, you know, obviously, we all know a lot about Teddy, right? And I think Teddy can be, I still believe Teddy can be a very good quarterback in the NFL. Um, The Panthers as a team, I'm not sure, are ready to be a strong offense. And in a new system without a new supporting cast, I'm not particularly concerned about playing Teddy. He's never been the type of player who's going to light the world on fire against you. Um, he's a, okay. a very consistent, solid player, but he's not gonna you know throw for five hundred yards and six touchdowns or or something like that, bombing the ball all over the field. So I I think we can contain that. Gardner Minshew, similarly, I'm I'm not too concerned about. Um, if we then move up to uh Ryan Tannehill, yeah, I let's think go is the next. Tannehill,
1: one. Re- Rivers, Prescott. Are you scared of yeah. any of those?
2: Um. I personally would have Dak a lot higher on this list than he is. Um, I think he was around a top five quarterback last year. I think with the offensive weapons that he has on that team, I am frightened of the Cowboys, right? We saw Mike Hughes last year against the Cowboys get torched repeatedly by Amari Cooper. And we're hoping Mike Hughes is going to be our top corner this year. So that's, that's a concern to me. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, and the Titans, I think Tannehill's a solid starting quarterback, but he doesn't concern me too much. Rivers, in my opinion, I'm, I'm definitely more down on Rivers than where he's ranked here. I think at this point in his career, he's kind of washed. Um, he has trouble handling pressure. We saw that last year in our game against the Chargers. And I I just don't think the arm's there as much anymore. So Rivers, of, of the quarterbacks we're playing, is probably the one I'm... I'm lowest on compared to the consensus and, and I'm not particularly concerned with him. But once we get past that, I, I do have quite a few concerns. And Okay. So we're we're halfway through the list. We've got
1: am I hearing one real concern, Dak Prescott?
2: Uh yeah. So okay. that yeah. So the Dak Prescott's the, the one real concern so far. But the the problem with that is we just listed off almost all of the quarterbacks we play at home. Okay. The rest of these guys we play at the on the road. And, and maybe home field advantage is different this year, but it's always going to be more difficult to play a team in their home stadium, no matter whether or not they have fans, I
1: feel. Is, is, is this a list about where we play these quarterbacks
2: and how hard it will be, or which quarterbacks we're playing? Uh, I honestly think you have to take both into consideration. I think... You know, playing Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay is more difficult than playing Aaron Rodgers in the Viking stadium, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's something you have to take into account when you're looking at your schedule of opposing quarterbacks because road games are, are more difficult to win by nature and the quarterback is the most important part of the team. So I feel a lot more confident. I would feel a lot more confident playing the Seahawks at home than I would playing them on the road. Um, okay. Well, I I agree there. You know, part of that has to do with the mystique of of CenturyLink Field and the fans there, which we're in a weird year, so we may not see that kind of um, home field advantage that the the Seahawks might have there. But it's still you're going on a road, you're traveling, you know, under more stressful circumstances this year, too. So we have to see how that balances out. But. Um, Once we start to get into the next group of quarterbacks, which which I think you can start with Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan.
1: Let's go next three. Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, Tom Brady. So
2: Stafford, um, I I, I think Stafford, and you can put Rodgers into this category too, we've seen them play the Vikings so many times that I know we can beat Matt Stafford, right? And one of the things with Stafford is – it always seems like the Vikings sack him a ton, right? We we always seem to get a ton of sacks in the game against Stafford, and we kind of have his numbers, so I'm not as concerned about Stafford. Um, Ryan, I think Ryan uh, should be higher on this list. He's a quarterback I would put above Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, I think at this point in their careers, he's a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers is. Are
1: you scared about playing Matt Ryan?
2: With that being said, the Vikings specifically have done very well against Matt Ryan under Mike Zimmer's tenure. We beat them in 2015 and we beat them pretty soundly last year. So yeah, I'm we, not we, as we let afraid the floor of Ryan. This offense. Yeah. We might yeah, the floor we, against the Falcons. We 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 kind of have their number for whatever reason. So I, I think that's good for us. Now once I get to Tom Brady, I'm absolutely scared of Tom Brady. Okay. Um I mean not only is he the greatest quarterback of all time, his weapons are ridiculous. Right now, I mean, you've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who are almost certainly two top 10 wide receivers, who he's going to be chucking the ball down the field to. And he's not Jameis Winston, so he's not going to be throwing 30 interceptions this year, yeah, right? Yeah, um, The deal but with Tom I,
0: Brady is, we've seen Tom Brady slowly roll over the top of that hill and start to decline with age. Now, I don't doubt that Tom Brady's got a brilliant mind especially when it comes to football. He can read anything that's thrown at him. But at some point in this season, does he reach a cliff and fall off? Because not everybody lasts forever. And, you know, if he falls off by the time we play him, we don't play the Buccaneers until December 13th. He may be close to, like, Aaron Rodgers, where they're up in years and they're just not as physically effective. Now, the Buccaneers, I agree, there's talent all around him, and that is dangerous. And his mind is dangerous, and him knowing how to play football is dangerous. But the only grace we have is that he's getting old.
1: True. And, you know, it's interesting you mentioned the timing there, Dave, because I actually think – the, the late timing of that game probably hurts the Vikings as far as where Tom Brady is going to be. The the biggest thing for me is Tom Brady is going to a new team. He hasn't had a lot of on live action time to get on the same page with his receivers. So I think the Buccaneers might come slow out of the gate, but be in prime form late in the season. I, I think Brady's without a doubt the second quarterback that we can actually be a afraid of on this list so far
2: so so for me yeah i think uh, the one thing that i've decided with tom brady is i'm i'd rather be late on calling his demise than early on calling his demise at this point i feel like you know three or four years ago was when we kind of started discussing oh maybe this is the year tom brady starts to fall off and all he's done since then is is win two Super Bowls, right? And won the AFC East every single time. And I, I think you did start to see some cracks in the armor, especially towards the end of last year on Brady. But the Patriots also did not nearly have the sporting cast that the Buccaneers do on offense for Brady last year. So mm-hmm. I, I think until Brady is going to prove to me that he's not who he once was... I'm going to I'm going to err on the side of caution when projecting him, right? And I'm going to say I'm afraid of Tom Brady right now still.
1: Okay, well that gets us as to a top. Let's talk the top 4 guys on the quarterback list. We got Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson. Who are you scared of?
2: Um I am scared of Watson, I'm scared of Wilson, I'm scared of Brees. Rodgers I I think is a another situation where you know, we've played Rodgers, uh, well, with his injuries, maybe five or six times under Zimmer, and we, we've we beaten Rodgers. We, we've proven that Rodgers is beatable. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to go 2-0 against the Packers this year, right, but we can win a game. It's it's not a situation where I I think we're going to go 0-2 against the Packers, right? I would project us a 1-1, kind of like I, I've done – almost every year. Um, so Rogers is a known commodity to me. Wilson and Watson can just absolutely take over a game by themselves and do not need help from anybody else to do that at this point. Right. I mean, Russell Wilson makes some of the most ridiculous plays and ridiculous throws that, that we've seen from a quarterback period. Um, Watson is a lot in a similar mode. I I think I am concerned about what the Texans are doing around Watson as a team. But himself, I I think he can break a couple big plays that could be game-changing. For Breeze, it's kind of an interesting one because we're we're pretty familiar with the New Orleans Saints, too, especially recently under Zimmer. But with his level of efficiency, it, it still scares me. Um, it's a situation where even if we're up big, which we've seen a couple times, he can pull the team back in the third and fourth quarter. And, you know, we've scraped out victories against the Saints in that scenario, but we also have a, a pretty bad loss in that group, too, in 2018. Right. So I Brees scares me as well. I would say three of those four guys scare me.
1: Drew Brees. I'm just not scared. (laughs) I'm not scared about going against Drew Brees. Um, It's a quarterback that we've defeated multiple times. If you look back at the times that Drew Brees has honestly burned us, it's been for one or two quarter stints. He hasn't been able to do it all game long. The Saints have, I think, one win against the Vikings in the last four attempts. And Drew Brees has never been the... The, the generator of their success there. It's always like a Alvin Kamara or a Taysom Hill going off. If if the Saints are going to trot out Drew Brees, uh, it's one of those things. I say just bring it. I trust Mike Zimmer to solve that guy.
2: I I guess for me it's it's two of those wins were, I mean, last minute desperation kind of things. And Disag- I'm not saying that that's like. That's a that's almost a coin flip situation. I mean, the Minneapolis Miracle is like a unique play in NFL history.
1: The, Mi- the Minneapolis Miracle was not a play; it was a game, and the Vikings
2: dominated the first half of that game. And we we dominated the first half, and then Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints came back in the second half to tie it up. Okay, like
1: so it's an even matchup; it's not a one fluke play.
2: I'm I, I'm not saying it's, you know, an impossible game. For us to win, I'm saying that yes, I am concerned that Drew Brees can can beat us, right? I am afraid of Drew Brees' Drew Brees' ability.
1: Okay, agree to disagree.
0: Well, but don't come
2: at
1: me with that Minnesota Minneapolis miracle or the last playoff game. We won those games through 60 minutes in the in the overtime game, more than 60 minutes, where we were just the better team than the Saints. So, bottom line the better team continues, the worst
2: team goes home. But it was a very close, like it wasn't, we were clearly the better team than the Saints in oh, those games.
1: I'm not saying we're going to blow out the Saints, but yeah, when I step onto a field, Kirk Cousins versus Drew Brees, I'm not going to look at this list and be like, oh, Kirk's a tier three quarterback. Brees is a tier one quarterback. We don't have a shot. You're damn right we have a shot when we
2: play the Saints. Well, and I, it, I think this team has a shot against any quarterback we're playing. I, I think they're good enough to have a shot against any team in the league. But Right.
0: And when it comes yeah. to the Saints, yeah, Drew Brees is good. Obviously going first ballot Hall of Famer, right? And he could do a lot of stuff. But does it when you have even Drew Brees, who probably overall career-wise is a lot better than Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins is good. And these games are close, but we've come out and win four out of the last five. Is it? Does that elevate the cause of that not to the quarterbacks, but to how Mike Zimmer and Sean Payton have schemed against each other and utilizes that? And that's where I think the advantage is when we play the Saints. Is 100 percent is how the game plan and the scheme and the coaches work that against each other, and it irritates the heck out of Sean Payton, which. Is you know warming to the heart. So,
1: I mean, I would argue that Mike Zimmer has solved Drew Brees, and that Sean Payton, if you go back and you watch those games, he's achieved offensive success by scheming away from his quarterback. Most of most of the success, again, it's been Taysom Hill in there. It's been Drew Brees throwing screens and checkdowns. To Michael Thomas Alvin Kamara it's not been the Saints winning on the the right arm of Drew Brees or he may may even be a lefty who cares so so if it if if we're going to compare Brees to like a, a Russell Wilson or a Deshaun Watson where every time he drops back to pass I mean you're 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 saying this might be the play where he beats us. That's not the feeling I get when the Vikings are playing against Drew Brees. I'm just not scared.
2: I I see what you're saying there. And I actually I, I like what you were saying, David, about Zimmer versus Peyton. And I, I totally agree. Zimmer's done an excellent job uh against Peyton in our last few matchups, right? I think you look at some of the constraints that we had in the playoff game last year where we didn't have a nickel cornerback. I mean, we Andrew Sandejo played nickel the majority of the game. And first of all, I want to commend him because he had a fantastic game, you know, playing nickel a position he never played before, but Zimmer did well enough with the coverages in the back end that we limited the saints offense. And then moving Everson Griffin inside and getting that interior pass rush against the Saints offensive line was a a brilliant move as well, right? So I, I think actually you have me coming around here a little bit just based on how we're able to scheme it up against the Saints because that's how the Saints win games is by having a superior scheme and by executing better than the opposing defense. Right. Yeah. it's not it's not the off script Russell Wilson breaks five tackles in the backfield and has a miraculous throw to Tyler Lockett in the corner of the end zone or something, where it's just like you can't even do anything about that, you know?
1: Yeah. And and that's the my my entire issue with this list is, you know, saying that the Vikings play the hardest quarterbacks in the league this year, you're assuming that we have the average defensive coordinator we don't have the average defensive coordinator our head coach is one of the best in the nfl at steadying these quarterbacks and giving his defense a chance to solve them so you know if if we were out here and we were the arizona cardinals with cliff kingsbury and trying to look at this quarterback list yeah i might be concerned but the knockabout against mike zimmer has never been how
2: he performs against good quarterbacks. I, I, I agree that Mike Zimmer gives us a chance against all these quarterbacks. I think the problem on my end is not necessarily that, you know, it's it's frightening to play, you know, this this series of quarterbacks. It's more we're lacking the layups, the layup games against rookie quarterbacks, or against quarterbacks who, who simply aren't that good. That that is we, we more the issue plenty, to me. We got plenty of layups on this list. I so the layups to me from, from an outside perspective would be the Bears and, and Gardner Rinshu. Um Teddy and the Panthers, I might consider a layup. Layup. Rivers, I personally Find his way but I'd rather I'd rather play Daniel Jones or Dwayne Haskins or Brandon Allen or you know a, a few of the quarterbacks that we played last year than pretty much everybody I've listed. Right, we faced the same Bears quarterback situation last year. Actually, we faced Chase Daniels twice.
1: Yeah, I was
2: the layup? Right? the defense performed. I and the defense performed, but when you're looking at this, right, the Bears are still a layup, right? So that hasn't really changed from last year. But like I said, I'd rather play rookie Daniel Jones than Teddy Bridgewater. I'd rather play rookie Dwayne Haskins than Teddy Bridgewater. I'd rather play the Broncos' Brandon Allen than Teddy Bridgewater, right? So I, I think the increase in difficulty of the quarterback schedule this year Is at least going to hurt our chances to win an extra game or two. Um, Yeah,
1: it it does change if you're going to look at last year separately and also look at, um, you know, look at the quarterbacks that were injured. But I just don't have those concerns. I mean, Mike Zimmer's career is 24 and 26 against this group of quarterbacks. It is not. A, a a situation where we are clearly at a, a deficit here he is 500 against these guys he's never lost to matt ryan he's never lost to philip rivers and i mean if you think garner Minshew, deshaun watson teddy bridgewater are going to come in against mike zimmer's defense and you know pop off against him just bring it just bring it. I trust Mike Zimmer in the first matchup,
0: too. Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite app. Skol, everybody. everybody.